0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the What You Missed on GH This Week podcast. So, I'm just gonna be honest, this week got really hectic, and I didn't actually get a chance to watch much, and I feel like if I were to try and watch all of it right now before I recorded this, it would be a little overwhelming to watch five episodes in two or three hours. So, what I'm gonna do is talk about what I did catch, and then I'll talk about uh, the villains that scare me the most. So, I caught the last minute or so most days. Like, Monday I caught, um, I forgot what happened Monday. Nicholas and Ava, I know I walked in and I turned the TV on and they we were talking. Um, but Thursday is the one that I saw the most. Thursday I saw the last five minutes. Like I said, life got a little crazy this week. So Thursday, those last five minutes were a lot. Um, I am glad that Laura is talking to Nicholas, giving him advice about Spencer, because I think she's right. Because she's Laura. She knows how to handle these kinds of things. Um, I still don't understand why Nicholas is so shocked by Spencer being so mad at him, because... When he thought that Stefan had died in 2000 and Stefan didn't send him a note or anything to let him know he was alive, he was mad at him when he came back. So I don't understand why Nicholas doesn't get why Spencer's so mad at him. It's very weird. But, um, that was good. And I'm really glad that Martin and Jackie got to see Florence and were able to find her. I did not like Jackie trying to get Florence to talk bad about Cyrus and get it on recording. I was like, you can't think of a better time to maybe work on this story. This, <sighs> that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And then the big, big stuff that happened. Oh, also I liked Ava trying to um mess with Ryan and being like, and spraying the perfume being like, oh, I'm sorry, you're allergic to perfume, aren't you? Well, I guess you're just gonna have to sweat it out. It's no fun having an issue you can't scratch. And I'm like, okay, she and Nicholas go together. Well, I'll finally admit that. (laughs) They're both kind of vengeful. And she has every right to go after Brian, because he killed her daughter, thinking that would make him make her love him. I still don't understand that logic. And so after she left, and Nicholas and she. And Nicholas said goodbye to Laura, and Laura went and looked at Ryan, who I still feel could possibly be faking. Who knows, though. I feel like they brought him back in a vegetative state in order for it to be reasonable for Lulu to come back later. That is, I think, the only reason why they brought him back. Um, but it's just very weird and kind of confusing. Um. okay, I liked the guard coming in with the mail and being like, well, your mail is here. You want me to read it to you? And then he, he's like, okay, this first one is from Heather W. And it's a fan letter. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Are they bringing Hever Weber back? That would be awesome. Because I liked that it was like, dear Ryan, I'm such a big fan of your work. And I'm like, only Heather Weber would write that in this universe. It's not a random Hever W. It has to be Hever Weber. And then (laughs) it zoomed in on the envelope. That was the next one. And I freaked out because I had a bit of a brain fart and forgot that Spencer's name also starts with the letter S. So my mind jumped right to Stefan or Stavros. And I was like, whoa, and then I was like, well, I guess Stavros would be the more likely one that Ryan would be talking to, but why would Ryan be talking to? Because when I did realize that Spencer could have been who he was writing to, I was like, why would Ryan be contacting Spencer, and how would he know the address of the school he was at? And I know, logically, the likelihood of it being Stavros or Stefan was extremely low. That was awesome, that would be awesome, and that made me so excited. It's so weird, and I'll get into this in a little while. Like, I don't like Stavros, but I like how creepy he is. Like, he's a good villain, but my personal—I would—I would want it to be Robert Kelker Kelly, though, just because he's so entertaining in that role, and I think that's what makes it so creepy. Like, his acting is what makes it so creepy, in my opinion. And then, I was like, well, Stefan lived in a French Chateau once, so it could be him. Although, again, if they brought him back like this, I'd probably be upset because I know he's a good person deep down. And I said, I do want Spencer to come back, too, so it'll be good, Who, whichever Castine it is. And then, I was reading a summary of what had happened, and... They had a picture of the envelope, and I I did, um, type into Google Translate the first word, and I did realize that it was school, so it is Spencer that he was writing to. Although, I will say, it is very good that Spencer just sent it back to him. Because, you know, that's good, because Ryan was probably like, I know Spencer's mad at- Oh, that's how he has the address when he's pretending to be Kevin! okay well i know that ryan probably was thinking spencer's mad at his dad and i can use this opportunity to take advantage of the situation and hurt nicholas and ava but i think spencer is hopefully going to come around soon to the idea and i know as much as spencer's mad at his dad i don't think he'd want to kill him oh well you know that'll be just as exciting to me he's one of my favorite child characters Just because he's so, like, over the top, kind of funny. The funniest Nurses Ball thing that ever happened in the modern-day Nurses Ball was Spencer somehow getting the band who sang Baby Come Back to come perform live in order to try and win Emma back. Mostly because they were eight, and I was like, you don't need to worry about her falling in love with Cameron because you're eight. And I can assure you, most relationships that start in the second grade don't last forever. But, like, I love that. I love that Nicholas wasn't expecting it. He's just sitting there going, oh, no. (laughs) It's one of my favorite scenes. Very, very funny. Okay, now for the top five villains that kind of scared me on this show. And number one and number two switched places a lot. Number one is Stavros and Helena. I kind of just combined those two. Because Stavros is just creepy and seems to have a very poor understanding of how to interact with people. Probably because he grew up on an island tormenting his siblings. And, like, I just don't like how often he invaded Lulu's personal space, like in the Ice Princess 2.0. Definitely don't like how much he invaded Laura's personal space, although like it's weird for me because they switched the actor from the original actor Playing Star Wars to Robert Coker Kelly. It just seems really different. It's kind of the same situation that I have with Franco I guess I'm trying to say Star Wars just doesn't respect personal space And that creeps me out and this seems to be a running theme throughout this list um, The scene where he's marrying Lulu That's another thing that bothers me, because he he says multiple times in the Ice Princess 2.0 storyline, your husband, or you, the husband, so like, he knows she's married, he knows if they're not actually married, maybe, I don't know, it's it's very weird, I just, with that storyline, the fact that he was willing to kill Nicholas because Lulu wouldn't sleep with him, he's messed up. On multiple level why are you marrying your son's half-sister stavros is so messed up and like at least he listened when when she said no and then and then there's helena who slightly scares me a little bit more than stavros and i think that's why i put them together on the list because if if like stavros was first and she was second they would flip flop a lot because the more i think about it the more creeped out i am by helena because she's, like, not the, um, gender norm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, you know what I mean though, like, stereotypically the woman is a more kind and gentle, compassionate person? That is not Helena. You know, her intention was to kill Alexis when she killed Alexis's mom. A five-year-old. What five-year-old asks, like, to be the product of an affair? That bothers me. And then... She promised Stavros a child with Lulu. You can't, you cannot promise that. On so many levels, that is so wrong. Like, you cannot promise someone a child with another person. But like, oh. And Lulu figured out very quickly how to get out of that situation. Which I appreciated, I appreciated. When Dante says, tell him about what Maxie had to go through. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she talks about, like, the hormones and stuff that Maxi had to be on, and Stavros seems very confused. And Lulu says, so much for your research. And then she's like, my mother always said you had no idea how a woman's body works. And he looks so mad. And he's like, we're not finished yet. I'm going to go consult the doctors, So we are not finished. And I'm like, oh, Lulu figured out the right point to hit there. Good for you, Lulu. That bopped him a couple more minutes, a little bit longer, but also that scene is so weird because he's like, say goodbye to your husband, Lulu. You won't be seeing him for a while. In the next nine months, you'll be with me and then we'll have a family. And I'm like, why not just say you're never going to see him again? Because that is what he's saying. Unless he's saying when he dies, she can go back to Dante. It's very weird, very weird. And I'm overanalyzing it. Because of course I am. But he just... I don't understand why Helena thought she could promise that. Other than the fact that Laura said that Helena frequently told her whatever Stavros wants, he shall have. Which is the worst possible way to raise a child. So I guess that is where she thought she could do that. And like, I don't understand the plan still. Like, was she gonna hope that it worked? And like, let Stavros think that Charlotte was his? Because I know that is... I know Charlotte is the product of that whole situation. Charlotte would have a lot more issues than she does now if Stavros was her father. But, like, I was thinking about it last night, and I realized, technically, they might be leaving the door open for Stavros to come back. Like, by writing Charlotte into this storyline. Because Helena, I don't think Helena would let Valentine anywhere near Charlotte, considering how much she hated him and he was her own son. So what I'm trying to say, I think, is that I don't necessarily think that Helena would let Valentine anywhere near Charlotte, partially because of how happy she makes him. I feel like it could be some kind of cruel way to leave the door open, you know? Like, because we know how much she hates Valentine, despite him being her son, I do wonder if perhaps she's letting him think that he is the father so that he gets so attached to her and then it turns out to be Stavros because we know that she's- she's manipulated paternity tests before it could happen again but I feel like that would be cruel to Lulu too I don't know if that makes sense but it just it seems like something Helena would do even if she's not on the show anymore I kind of hope not but like I just I love how creepy Stavros is but I hate how creepy Stavros is I don't know I think it's just something of the way that like Robert Kelker Kelly plays him and, like, I think he said in an interview one time that that was one of his favorite characters, and like, the most fun he'd ever had on a soap. So, you can, you can tell, too. So, I like that. I don't know, I'm kind of torn, but Stavros scares me and Helena scares me. Something that personally bothers me, and it might just be a me thing about Stavros and Helena is that they always seem to be quoting scripture out of context or just completely misinterpreting it and it's really frustrating to me because i'm like why is the villain using scripture so out of context like stavros told Stefan that he had committed adultery and stolen his wife and all these other things and I'm like Stavros You did the same thing. I don't know why it's okay for you to do it I just don't like that part of them and Helena being like here. We are in the valley of death and I'm like no 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 And then number two which sometimes switches for first place if I think about it too long is Manny That was the villain that was on when I started watching and paying attention to this show. He scared me so much. And when I was younger, I don't think I really understood why until I w- was older, you know? <sighs> He's, in the, like, he invades. He, seriously, I feel like I remember him strapping Sam down to a table and trying to brand her. Or was it Liz? Because wasn't he obsessed with both of them? But I remember that, and that freaked me out. That was just, ooh. I had nightmares about this character. So, um, <laughs> i think that proves my point he just like he invaded people's personal space he i don't know but he he just creeped me out for the same reason stavros does which is just respect women's personal space please and then anthony zakara who again did not respect many people's personal space and He was, like, also, the fact that he had raised Johnny to think that Claudia was his sister instead of his mother, that was kind of weird, too. Okay, also, if you want my opinion, I like Dante and Lulu better than Johnny and Lulu. I always preferred Dante and Lulu. But the thing that makes me really not like Anthony Zakara is how he killed Siobhan. That was not good at all. And, like, he, like, chloroformed her or paralyzed her somehow and he was like taunting her and I think he like touched her leg or something at one point she couldn't do anything and then he like injected poison into her IV and it killed her and I think he tried to frame Liz I was really sad when Siobhan died and Lucky said goodbye oh that made me so sad I don't know why I loved her and Lucky so much I mean I know why I loved Lucky I loved Jonathan Jackson and then Fourth place is Ryan, because as good as he is or was with children, he's not good with their parents, and I don't like that he, like, kidnapped Felicia in front of Maxie. It's so interesting now that I think about it, like, how often he claims to, like, care about kids and how, like, he would never hurt kids, but... How many crimes did he commit in front of Maxie? He chloroformed Felicia and put her in his car. And Maxie was, like, standing on the front stoop of the house, waiting to go inside with her mom. And that didn't happen. And then he tried to blow up Felicia and Max's wedding with Maxie there. He kidnapped Maxie. He kidnapped Georgie. That was bad. And I don't know. I was just very... He just concerns me. I don't know. He's... He's also not great with the whole boundary thing. But at least with him, it's understandable because of his trauma in his childhood that he would have a hard time. With boundaries, like, it kind of makes sense, but that does not excuse his behavior, you know? And it's like what Laura said when she and Kevin were talking after kevin had signed those papers for kevin had signed those papers to give ryan's kidney to jordan forget how she worded, but she basically said that, that doesn't excuse ryan's behavior and kevin realized that and that was good and i don't know i just like there was a part of me that was like he's not so scary because of his way john lindstrom delivers the lines it's it's like that with stavros too like It's the way that Ryan was acted that made him kind of less terrifying to me. Now, like, current day, 90s he was terrifying. Like, current day, it's more like the way he delivers his lines is so, like, sarcastic. And I don't know. I think that's the whole point of the way the character is played, though, is he's supposed to be kind of charming. Even if you know what his problems are. It's just very interesting. I and mean, then fifth is Cyrus. And Cyrus used to be, like, third or fourth on this list. But now that I know that he is Laura's brother, and after taking it the brother direction and not the ever direction they could have gone, he scares me a little bit less. Like, he still has issues with personal space. And I've, I've wondered at times... Since he said that, like, he did a lot of research on Laura after he was put in solitary confinement, and that first scene that really creeped me out was when he was talking to her in the office alone after Robert had gotten him out on parole. And, like, the fact that he, like, tried to make himself look even taller and, like, stepped pretty much right on her toes creeped me out, obviously upset her, and I've been thinking, did he do that because he knew about some of the, like, men in her past? Like, was he trying to intimidate her that way? It's very interesting for me to think about, and I'm probably definitely overanalyzing this, but it would make sense if he was, like, because he likes to prey on people's weaknesses, you know? Like, he gave... He gave Sasha those drugs in exchange for, like, I don't know, like, them not dating. Like, no, that might have been what he was wanting, actually, which would have been really creepy because of that age difference. But, like, I just don't get why he hates, I mean, I get, I guess I understand why he hates Laura, because he blames her for the destruction of his family, but, like, I don't know. He does he just he preys on people's weaknesses he really likes poking laura's weaknesses when it comes to what happened with like david hamilton and rick weber's mistress she did not kill rick he needs to get updated on that one that was scott unless they're rewriting it again and it's laura again but i don't think so that was a sad storyline I just, like, he preys on people's weaknesses. He does messed up stuff. Nobody says anything because we're scared of him. I don't know. Hopefully next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. So I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. I know this isn't what we normally do on this show. Also this week marked John J. York being on Journal Hospital for 30 years. And that's really cool. Max, one of my favorite characters. Just wanted to add that in here. Thank you and have a great week. Bye!